0: Welcome back to the Penny Lane Podcast. This episode is the second part to Richard Miller's interview. He discusses using decades of historical market data in order to find key levels and make high probability trades. There are a few minutes of the previous episode provided for context. A big thanks to our sponsor, Roback Clothing. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review if you enjoyed today's episode. Um, Then we had the financial crisis in 2008, and and of course, after that, HFTs really dominated the market. So everything I had done, you know, like shorter term trading, speculation trading for a tick was gone. And I struggled and struggled and struggled. And I said, you know, I think I need to be more quantitative about what I'm doing. So I called up a friend of mine who had um, uh, when I was in the options group and Dave and I had remained friends for Yeah, well, he uh, he still lives in Illinois, but uh, we've just remained friends. We've been friends for like since 1990. So uh, do the math (laughs) over 30 years. And I called Dave and I said, Dave, I got this great idea. I want to do this quantitative studies and do this. And, you know, I was thinking Dave will help me. He goes, Rich, that's a great idea. It it will probably be, you know, it'll be really beneficial. I'm sure you got a lot of great insights, but you're going to have to learn to do it yourself. You can't hire it done. I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, I don't have time to do it. <laughs> and uh, if you hire some programmer to to program what you think, he's going to come back in, you know, a couple of weeks with an eight or ten thousand dollar bill. And you're going to you're going to say, but that's not what I asked for. And he said, you got to learn to do it yourself. And Dave is a Microsoft, one of those Microsoft five star experts, whatever they call them. Um, he goes, you know, just learn to do Excel. You you know a little bit of it now. Uh, I, I know. And I, I said, yeah. And he said, uh, it'll take you a while, but just learn it and um, it, you can do what you want to do. Uh, it, you'll you'll find your own answers. And he was right. Because of the internet, I, I was able, you can, I, I found a place where I took some uh, courses and course material. And, you know, I novice, intermediate expert. And, uh, you know, so now I program in Excel and VBA. Um, and I'm, I'm, I, I think in the last four and a half years, I programmed over 11,000 hours. So, and I say I say the first 2,500 hours of that, I was just learning to do things. And the rest of it is, I mean, I have databases on, on every, you know, all the indices and, and uh, the VIX uh, futures. And uh, I just keep building more and more sophisticated programs. I'll show you some of the results of some of my work and there's, not, there's nothing I can't do. I mean, sometimes it takes me a, a little while to figure out how to do things, but there's nothing I can't do in Excel and VBA, uh, given the time. And, I, and I've, I've actually learned a lot of things doing this quantitative stuff that I would have never discovered had I not done it. Um, and I'm unlocking things about opening gaps, about range trades during the middle of the day. Um, I'll, uh, and 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 I have stats on all kinds of stuff. That's how I got started into electronic trading. That was the whole transition, and now into the quantitative stuff. And. Uh, the quantitative stuff is kind of morphing in because then I had somebody say, "Well, you know, if you're doing this for yourself, there's a lot of people that'd be interested in this. Rich, you should, you know, <laughs> start a website." Well, that 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 whole thing has been like another learning lesson, you know, about trying to uh, sell information and sell data and sell what you know. And I'm I'm just I, I learn every day, you know, more what people want to learn and uh, what you know, what I have to offer and because I have a, a lot of experience in a lot of areas, you know, options trading markets. I've been a technician for, you know, all my life. Um So I've, I've tried lots of different trading systems and, you know, uh have a lot of insight into a lot of things. And I'm able to program my insight into the market, into my uh, databases, you know, like ask the questions about how I think about things. And I get some pretty amazing answers. Some, I, I, I have some really good insight, I think.
1: Rich, would you be willing to come back and do a second part to this interview? Because Absolutely. I really need at least another hour to go into what you're doing now because it's so incredibly fascinating. But I really, really wanted your backstory, which has just been, I wanted all of that information. This has been such an amazing interview.
0: Well, good. I'm, I'm glad it's been an amazing interview. Uh, so uh, if, if you want to be done, I, I would like to leave you with one thing. I, I, I souped up one thing. I have so much stuff I could show you. I I will just show you like one of the things I do for what what this is. And I do, I do this on a regular basis. This is actually the program. I I have monthly statistics that I put out for my followers. I have so many statistics on so many things that I put out for my followers. I do, I do short term studies sometimes, but I'm just going to grab this real quick. This is just monthly statistics. Uh, This is for December that's coming up. And since 1970, there's been thirty uh thirty nine Decembers that were up and thirteen that were down so seventy five percent of the time december's an up month um the largest point gain was in twenty twenty one it was four point three six percent the largest gain as a percentage was in nineteen ninety one it was up eleven point one six percent or forty one points largest loss by percent. 2018, and uh, by points and by percent was 2018. And then the average gain in up years is 2.93%. Average loss is 2.60. And since 1970, um, there's been 1,083 up points, 404 down points for a net of 678 points gained in December since 1970. And uh, the average gain in December is 1.1%, which is one of the best months of the year uh uh oh, this this change i i have a, I, I download my data in a certain way this this here is, should be a little different um but this is from 2008 cuz i like to look at from 2008 and you see there's 11 uh, up and 3 down since 2008 and then here's of of these total points gained um since 1970 more than half of them were gained since 2008 um, and then uh, looking at January, I, I, you know, I, cause I, I, I have statistics on what the prior month did, what the following month did. Um, I have the ranges for the months I have open and closes. I, I, I carry a lot of different data and, you know, analyze it in, in different ways and apply it in different ways. But, um, I think this is important to see, That even though December is one of the better months of the year to trade in, actually, it's the best, the most gains of all months uh, come in the uh, fourth quarter and come in December in particular. Um, But following in January, since 1970, January, you know, was up 58% uh, of the time. And and since 2008, now it's only up 40% of the time. So you can see if you look at prior to 2008, January was up 65% of the time. Post 2008, it's only up 40% of the time. So Januarys are getting to be worse performers, and I actually have quarterly data that enhances that. Uh, I have another. I have a lot of studies on all this stuff. Uh, I'll jump into this one real quick, and then I'll then I'll let you go. This is a study looking at quarterly data. And you know, how many quarters were up, how many points were made per quarter. Um, this is looking at the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. I break it down by years. I I have consecutive uh, quarters in a row. This is one of the reasons why too, earlier this year, as early as July, I said that the fourth quarter would be up this, this year. And that's because if you look at this, here's consecutive quarters down since 1970. Um, the, the, The most consecutive quarters we've ever had down was six in a row, and that was the financial crisis. It was down the last quarter of 2007, and it was down the first quarter of 2009, and every quarter in 2008 was down. And 2008 is the only year since 1970 where all four quarters of the year were down. So we were down the first three quarters of this year. And I'm going like, if you're down the first three quarters, what's the probability of being down the fourth quarter? Not very high. It's Only happened once, it was a financial crisis. This is not a financial crisis we're in now, that's why I said this quarter, uh, the fourth quarter, would probably be up. And you can see we've had four quarters in a row down only three times since 1970, but they span uh two, two years at least. Um, so and then I, I have all kinds of data on up quarters, and you know, this is the data since 2008. Um, I, I have, and I look at all kinds of things like that to, to, you know, kind of give me a a feel for what's going to happen. And that's one of the reasons I've been so bullish this fourth quarter. And uh, I believe we're going higher. I'm actually going to do a study this week. I started on a little bit this morning to say, to find out what the best day of December is. I have a, I have a database here that this, this has over, uh, oh, I, I'll show you this, 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 I'm, I'm just looking at all the December days now, but this database here has over 9,000 days of data in it. And um, I'm, I'm going through it now to look and see when the best day. And I actually cover every single day of the month. So, you know, the up days and the down days, you know, by, by day over all those periods of time. And I know how many days, you know, how often the high was made on, you know, what calendar day of the month. And then I can go back and look at the data and, you know, I can look at it by day of the week, you know. uh, So I'm, I'm working on a a little study there. That's going to be kind of fun for Christmas. And uh, that's, that's just a little bit of what I do. I break this stuff down even more, but anyway. Bo,
2: Blaine.
1: We're hat twins. Yeah, we are. (laughs) Yeah, we are. I'm so excited that we're sponsored by Roback now. I have been wearing my gear ever since it came in the mail, and I love the colors, but I especially love this little dog. I wore him to the pool last night, and people were giving me the thumbs up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, this stuff is... Awesome. I had um, heard about it before and always wanted some, but now that I have it, it has exceeded all of my expectations.
1: Is this your first time receiving a gift in the mail from a company and like opening it and checking out the product?
2: Uh, It might be. It certainly is associated with the podcast.
1: I was, I have gotten those before and I was blown away by the quality of this product. It far exceeded what i thought that it would be and i truly think i'm just gonna like live in it all fall yeah it's so comfortable yeah
2: i i've been playing golf a lot this summer and so i like all my golf gear but the thing about golf shirts is like the sleeves are always too long and they're always too baggy and like you know i'm relatively in shape guy so this fits me perfectly i still have full range of my arms to swing a golf club and like i could wear this doing anything not just golf like they got hoodies they got quarter zips it's like nice and stretchy i love every single thing i got
1: me too me too i love it it all looks so good together it's part of a set and i feel so thrilled to be able to offer our listeners a 20 percent off code which is
2: Penny 20.
1: (laughs) All right. So you go to roback.com, which is R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com, and just enter penny 20. You get 20% off. And thank us when your order arrives because it's lovely. You also know how much I love uh, opening experience. Like I'm, I'm such a snob about packaging and the way things are presented, and it was a treat.
2: Yeah. The shit's awesome. I'm not like, yeah. don't even have to like, I would just promote this to anybody regardless of a sponsor or whatever. Cause this shit slaps.
1: Also, you've already been like low key pumping out the penny 20 to your closest friends. Cause you really believe in it.
2: No, absolutely. I'm, I'm sending this to all my friends because it's shit. I think that they're going to want anyways. So, you know, why not take advantage of the discount and rep it everywhere?
1: Totally. Thank you. Roback. We appreciate you.
2: If you want
0: to see more of that kind of stuff and more of what I'm doing, um, and that's, that's just like some of the studies I do. The main thing that I want to impress upon people, though, is that I use standard deviation levels um, uh, that, uh, that, that I derive from the options pricing model. And the enhancement that it can give to people's trading is, I think you can't trade without it, without knowing it. and the,
1: I'm, It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Everything that you share and have figured out just incredible.
0: Well, I, I, I also, yeah, I, have got, I've got a gap study that I'm, I'm probably going to release. Um, I, I was hopefully within the next two or three weeks and I cover gaps by day of the week, by month of the year, by year. Um, uh, by size you know percentage i i i have i have other factors that i that i uh um put into it and 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 it's all programmed i have a gap program that i run every morning i i I, ho- I hope i don't know if you've come into my room and seen me run that program in the morning
1: i haven't been in early enough yet but i will be there
0: um i have a gap program for the nasdaq and the uh uh, S and P's that each program has about 3 million bits of data. And I look at, I look at all kinds of things. I, I have like 140 factors in each one that I look at to say whether the gaps are going to be filled or not. And gaps have actually been filled a little more this year, quite a bit, quite a bit more this year than they normally have. I have a database of 15 years that I look at for that. And and I've gone back um, like 30 years. But the, the actual stats haven't changed that much, you know, here and there. And I look at so many things that, and I'm breaking things down and looking. I, I'm i looking at things that, uh, I, I, I I a lot of the stuff that I look at, I won't disclose how I look at things. Uh, but I look at, you know, the way things open and close, the way they trade, you know, prior days compared to future days and, um, you know, time of day. Uh, there's there's so many different things I look at. Um, my biggest program I just I my biggest database I just built has like six million bits of data in it, and that's that's just raw data. And once I start building it, um, it'll it'll probably have fifteen or twenty million by the time I'm finished doing it. And I'm going to be able to, I'm going to be able to do some pretty incredible things with it. It it took me, it took me a while to figure out how to, you know, write the program, but, uh, uh, a long while. And I have a VIX database that I haven't even barely scratched the surface on. And I'm already planning, you know, ways to enhance that. Uh, and that is very exciting because I've actually found some things with the VIX when it changes over from trading in backwardation and contango uh, moves that I can spot some of those intraday and and actually pinpoint some pretty major market moves. So it's, but all this stuff, it takes months to do this. I mean, it's taken me, it's taken me four and a half years to get to this point. And I do so many things now that to get to where I want to be, Um, it, I think it would take me three solid months of just programming and doing nothing else, but programming, but at the rate that I'm doing everything that I'm doing, like building the website, trying to, you know, teach people building these learning, uh, PowerPoints, uh, it's, it's going to take a little longer. I I mean, I got a lifetime of work to, to do, but I like doing it. I really do like doing this stuff and it really does make a difference. I mean, as I said, because of the work and the studies that I did, and, and I didn't even show you, but just a couple of them, I was fairly, uh, not, not, not not even fairly convinced. I was more than uh, overly convinced that, that the final quarter of this year would be an up quarter. And I'm, I'm st- I still maintain that we will end up um, higher than where we are today. So
1: it's just amazing. Now, have you told everyone where to find you?
0: No, I haven't. Um, I, I guess I could, I could show that real quickly. If you, if you'll allow me to, that would be wonderful. Sure. This is my website. Um, and you know, if you, if, if anybody that subscribes, uh, I, I just, let me go here. Um, I have a free section, so anybody can sign up to this free section and you know, if you look in here, I, I have a couple of little things, the, the, the inspiration for the name, what comes with the subscription. And then I put out, this is, I haven't put out Mondays yet, but, uh, and I'm changing a few things, but I, I put out a, a free pivot sheet. Um, it's got a, you know, you can download it. It's just prior days range. It's got some pivot numbers and some cash numbers for you to keep track of. But the, uh, it, it's basically the same pivot sheet. I've, I've had one of these pivot sheets. I call it a pivot sheet uh, that I actually printed out for myself for like 20 years. Um, and the one that I use for myself, uh, or for everybody else is, is the same thing, except it's got the standard deviation levels on it. So if you subscribe, um, I have these guides to these sheets and then some more guides here. And then these daily files, this is Monday. These are all the sheets I put out, uh, Interday range sheets, uh, probe Pivot sheet, strikes in play, which is a whole different thing, and then I put out these standard deviation models for some ETFs and uh, futures. And uh, I'll just quickly show you like this ETF guide. Um, it, it basically it tells you what the standard deviation levels are and. Um, you know that three standard deviations in a normal distribution encompasses 99.7% of all outcomes. 68% is within one standard deviation. So you can look at a settlement price and say 68% of the time it's going to be up here or down here, according to whatever implied volatility you're using. I know I'm going real fast here, but um, <laughs> we, I'm just trying to kick that out. The other thing that I have, and then I'll be done showing you... Um, for anybody who, you know, takes the service, I, I also have, I, I call it the pro webinar section. Um, I, I have some like guides to some of the ETFs. I have, a, I have all these videos. I put out a weekly outlook video once a week, which will be out this afternoon. Um, and then I have all these videos on studies that I've done like basic gap stats and uh, quarters that ended down moves. I, June stats, st- stuff on volatilities, stats on up and down days, um, and all these us, videos on options. Um, and and anybody who signs up, you you have you can go in there and watch them. And uh, and then there's there's downloads with uh, most of these there's downloads like even this here's a, I'll, I'll look at this gap studies by days, uh, gap stats by days of the week. And you can go in here and watch the video, which is, it's an hour video, and then you can actually download the stats. And now I've, I've updated all these stats and this, and there's a lot of stats. I mean, you know, it's, so you think that it, it, you, when you look at these in conjunction with watching the video, you can see that, you know, some days like here, you can see the down gap stats on Wednesdays fill 68% of the time where, uh, up gaps, stats only fill 58% of the time. And on on Mondays, down gaps fill only 52% of the time. So it makes a difference the day of the week, whether something fills or not. And then my newest studies have, I, I have other factors that I include in the stats. So I actually have trades figured out basis what happens, um, have an 85% probability of filling. I mean, and, if you can find trades that are like 68, 70% of filling, you want to take those trades. And obviously, if you have trades that are like, you know, 48%, you want to avoid them. And I have, I have, from my studies, I have rules of thumb about what trades, If if you don't look at another stat, what kind of trades you don't want to take, or what kind of trades you know. Have a have a higher probability of filling, just like you know, like looking at this a down gap on a Wednesday, um, you know, hey, that's going to fill. It's probably going to mm-hmm. fill, and I have other factors that I can throw in there that you know make it even even uh, more enhanced. Uh, so anyway, that's what these these videos. I, I have range stats. I have gap stats. I have you know just a. a, a, a a lot of stuff there and anybody who joins the service can watch all those videos and take all these downloads. Um, uh, and, and I, and I'm always adding and updating stuff. Uh, and, uh, and then I have a room that, you know, I, I go over the, uh, uh, what I'm looking at on the charts and I teach people how I chart. I actually invented a, I call it my 1440 system of charting. I look at time fractals. Um, and I explain what the importance of time fractals is and then how to chart those time fractals. It's easy to do, but they, they're incredibly powerful and incredibly, uh, accurate, uh, you, you know, to keep you from, uh, getting in and out of trouble, uh, trading. And uh, if you, uh, let's see here, let me close a couple of these, I, I can show you this chart and then you you may want to go. Do, do you see this chart here? Yes. Um, this is this like I I have a note note on this level means that if we if we trade below this level we may be going back down. But as long as we're above this and I, uh, you, everybody can I, I, I my one of my favorite sayings is write it on the wall because <laughs> if as long as we're above this thirty eight sixty six eighty eight we're going higher. And I I use color. Uh, color-coded bars to tell me, um, and and these are the standard deviation levels for Monday. And then I I actually have uh, weekly standard deviation levels that I put on the chart um, every. Uh, so next week there's a 95.5 percent probability that the low will not exceed 3767 and the high won't exceed uh, 4172. So and this is very accurate. Um well it's it's the normal distribution and it works. And then I have all these other levels, you know, and I can I can make, you know, pretty pr- pretty good calls about what's going to happen based on whether it goes through certain color coded coded bars and I teach all that stuff. Uh but just to tell you um my target right now could be as high as 4363 to the, you know, for the end of the year. Amazing. So,
1: Amazing.
0: so I, I gave you another, another goodie there, but I've, I've been telling, ta- I'll tell everybody, I think, you know, not that it's going there. I mean, uh, it, it could, it could, uh, end up going back down. Let me, yeah, I, I just, I just keep working at it. And, um, as I say, is, uh, that number I said to write on the wall, as long as we don't go below that, we're, we're going up. And, um, I, I have other reasons for thinking about that, but, you know, my studies say that the seasonality December is the best month of the year, typically, um, there's only been one other, one other year, and that was 2008 in the last 52 years where we've been down four quarters in a row. So this is going to be an up quarter. Of course, the bar was not that high because it ended on the low, uh, last quarter, um, so it, it will be an up quarter. It's just a matter of how high it will you know, get to. And I, I think 4,300 and I can't remember what NASDAQ, uh, I'd have to look at uh, what my number is, but it's up there someplace. And uh, so, but we'll see, I mean, I, I may be totally wrong, but that's what I'm looking at now. Um, we won't make new highs on the year, but overall longer term, I'm very bullish. I'm talking the next 25, 30, 40 years. If you're a young person today like you, you and I are actually perfect examples of what's going on in the world. First of all, I have subscribers from all over the world enabled by the Internet. I was able to train myself because of the Internet. I'm able to talk to somebody like you because of the Internet. You have a business because of the Internet. You talk to people, I'm sure, all around the world. And we can live where we wanna live. We can work with and collaborate with who we wanna collaborate, no matter what country they're from, no matter what race they are, no matter what religion they are. And people, I mean, we are gonna, younger people like yourself are gonna see amazing things happen and wealth will be transferred around the world because people will be working. There's smart people everywhere and they all wanna work. And we can educate people, inexpensively we can connect people inexpensively we can disseminate information and prices uh so so people know what markets are in other parts of the world all because of the internet and you have big companies that are building the infrastructure um you know to do that and there's uh there's seven and a half billion people in the world five billion of them are poor they're going to be more educated. And as they're more educated, they're going to earn more, and they're going to produce more. So there's a tremendous opportunity for growth in the world. I I mean, you know, two thirds of the world is is going to they're they're going to get more educated, they're going to contribute more, they're going to they're going to be more than subsistence farmers or fishermen or whatever, more than subsistence living. And because of the internet, and what the infrastructure that's getting built, people are going to get educated. They're going to live better. They're going to be healthier. They're going to eat better. They're going to have more, uh, more interaction with other people around the world. And, and it, it, like us, it doesn't matter where you live, as long as, you know, you're contributing and, you know, doing something valuable, um, you're going to be more productive and you, uh, you're going to live better. I'm so excited for the future. I really am. And when people get, caught up in what's going on short-term, yeah, short-term we're gonna have little hiccups, but longer-term because of this technology, things are gonna get better for people all over the world. Just, you know, we're gonna, I'm, I'm so excited. I won't be here to see the the, the change that's gonna happen in 50 years, but I can't imagine what it's gonna be like. Um, well, I can, I it's gonna be good. And, you know, people worry about invasions of privacy. Yeah, you're going to have some of those issues along the way. There's, you know, get over it. It it is what it is. Just look at the, you know, the, um, you know, advantages of it. You know, living better, better quality life, healthier life. Um, it's, It's all good. And it's going to happen for 5 billion poor people on the planet. And that's a good thing.
1: Absolutely. So
0: when you look at these big companies, people say, oh, Apple, how can it get any bigger? You know, uh, Google, how can it get any bigger? I mean, when you, when you, say, when you say there's 5 billion people, oh, uh, my brother's trying to call me now. Uh, when, you say, when I say there's 5 billion people that want to live better, they're, they're going to contribute. And, and, it's, and the economy of the world is going to grow. It's going to grow in ways that we can't fathom. And, sure. you know, you can't, when you look at it with those numbers, you can't help but be bullish, I think. For sure. I agree with you. So, you know, uh, well, so so (laughs) good, bad, and the ugly, that's, that's, that's the reality of the situation. And, you know, all these, all these big companies, you know, regardless of what country they're from, they have thousands of employees working for working to produce. And, you know, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's, 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 and you and I couldn't be better examples of what's going on. And I'm sure you have people from all over the world that follow you.
1: I think so. I do think so. And I am just an artist from Atlanta who's been trading for two years and doesn't know very much about anything. So if that can happen for me, what a, what an opportunity really for anybody. And here I am sitting and talking with you. Like all this opportunity that I've been able to create for myself via the internet and these connections it's honestly been life-changing so and it's just can anyone with i think enough willpower (laughs) can maybe make it happen
0: it's i think it's not willpower let me it's it's really it's it's work ethic i mean you you work hard i mean i i work really hard uh um i put in a lot of 15 and 16 hour days and I've, I've done a lot of seven days a week kind of stuff, you know, doing what I'm doing. And I know you do, too. I I I, I, I just kind of known you now, from gotten to know you a little bit over just a few weeks. And I'm going like, wow, there's somebody that works pretty hard.
1: I do. I do work very, very hard. And uh, I have a lot of reasons to work hard.
0: Well, you know, we all do. And I'm and, um, I'm a late bloomer. So, I
1: mean, I've
0: always worked hard, but, um, you know, s- since I started this programming and this, this other stuff, uh, um, I actually really enjoy it. I really enjoy doing it. I enjoy what I'm finding out and, you know, figuring, I, I um, uh, the, the, the programming itself fits my temperament. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just, just to figure out how to do it. And then, and then as i say i'm finding out things that uh, that are really good and i i i can't wait to see where i am 12 months from now because i look at stuff that i programmed a year ago or a year and a half ago and i'm going like wow that was good but now it's like so much better and
1: totally now i have so
0: many databases one of the hardest things about you know programming uh, is is building the proper database and i've pretty much got rules down for making sure things are um, right. And those that insight alone is really, really uh, important. Because if you don't know what data you're looking at and why different data sets are different, um, you're not going to get the same results. And I think my results are really good because I've been around long enough to know certain things changed at certain times i actually saw a study that a guy that i really respect did a while back just a couple weeks ago and i'm going like wait a minute and uh he he did he did a study and he was referencing the VIX, and he went back to like 1992 and i'm going like well there was no VIX in 1992. No, and unless he, unless he cr- now it's possible he could have created the, da- the data if he had the, the data to do so. And the other thing is, is that prior to like 2003 or 4, 5, um, the, the predominant trade was not in the SPX, it was in the OEX. Um, and I, the OEX was the S&P 100. Um, back in the 90s, everybody traded the OEX nobody traded the SPX at the CBOE. Um, well, there was a small, it was minute and now nobody trades the OEX anymore. They all trade the SPX. And now we have these, uh, weekly expirations every day of the week. And it's that, that's a whole, another incredible thing. Um, I know it's been a long time, uh, and you probably want to cut it short. You want to do another one of these?
1: I would love to do another one. I could talk to you forever. This has been amazing. And I really love to get into your charts next time because we didn't even, tap the surface, Not the surface of what you do, but I've loved all of this background and I have learned so much, just so, so much in this, and I would love a little chance to digest it. And then let's really get into some of your charts and your studies.
0: Uh, totally possible. I mean, we can do that. So you just, you just pick a time. And, and, and as, as, as long as, as long as I have the time, weekends are, weekends are good for me because during the week, I'm just, I'm just like hyper busy and
1: me too. Um, me yeah. too. But I usually have a nice weekend morning open. So, all right. Well, Rich, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. And we'll definitely have you back for a follow up episode. And this will come out right around Thanksgiving. So, happy Thanksgiving to you and all my Penny Lane potties. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening and all your support. Um, of the podcast over the last two years. I am forever thankful and grateful.
0: And thank you for having me. And uh, thank you for everybody that's going to listen to this. And uh, uh, everybody have a wonderful Thanksgiving and uh, a, a, a prosperous l- rest of the year. I think it's I think it's going to be uh, good for all of us. And I'll look forward to visiting with you again. And I'll look forward to seeing you come and visit me in my room and see what I do. In I there. can't wait. Um, give, <laughs> All
2: right. Great Thank you. Thank you. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the Penny Lane podcast makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional or financial advice. Unless specifically stated otherwise, the Penny Lane podcast does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast, and information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement. The third party materials or content of any third party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of the Penny Lane podcast. The Penny Lane podcast assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast, or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and/or links referenced herein.